the spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality. I watch your speech a lot, and I want to talk to you more about it. And I have a lot of questions that will really motivate people today with your words. But before that, please, I would like you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I come from one of the most dangerous places to live in the United States. And my mother had nine kids. She raised none. My, uh, I just honestly met my father when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I, I just seen what it, I honestly just seen with a picture what he looked like, probably like two or three days ago. Uh, honestly, because I had a very, very vivid memory of what he looked like. And I, me growing up inside the most dangerous place to live in the United States, it was very, very tough. You know, you do a lot, you see a lot. And all my life, I just questioned who my real parents was because I got adopted at seven days old. And me being adopted at seven days old, it leaves you in a whole entire, you know, a uh, very confusion state of mind. Yeah. And not a lot of people really understand what it feels like to be very, very confused and wondering who your real parents is and what they're like, what they do and what they're about and why did you get adopted? You know, a lot of people really wouldn't understand that. And that's, I, I really just came up with a lot of a lot of confusion. And luckily, I was very, very pleased to, you know, be with my older brother and me and my brother got adopted by the same family. And me and him are six years apart. And I'm 22, he's 28. And it was just, it was a lot growing up, but it taught me a lot of strength. It taught me a lot of courage. It, it built me. And that's what I, that's exactly what I'm very, very happy about. Wow, your mom had nine kids. Nine. Nine of you. Damn. How did she do that? Eleven. Wow. Supposed to have, I was born a premature crack baby. And yeah, like I was born four pounds. I was like the size of my mother's hand, like when I was born. Like I was, it was bad. Wow, listen, uh, your mom did great. Your dad did great. And but you said you grew up without none of them. What happened? I got adopted at seven days old, and being a premature crack baby, my mother did crack, still doing crack to this day. And she just, she, her doing all that, she couldn't have the kids. She just wasn't allowed to. So therefore, the second we got born, they took us right there, you know, to where they do the recovery and the help kids who's going through all these withdrawals and who was who have all these problems. And I just got taken away from it. And all of us did. And a lot of us, all of us, each one of our, each one of my brothers and sisters have different stories, obviously. But she just, she did, she didn't even make the effort to raise any. Like it's like, all right, you know, I, I was a crackhead, just put my kids out there. Yeah, I did what's best for them, did what's best for me. But you know, like it's a lot of things in between that that needs to get answered. And your dad wasn't there as well. My dad wasn't there. My dad, he, my dad, my dad was a murderer, basically. My dad, he was always in and out of jail. He'd go and you go out, do a whole entire, a whole entire seven, eight year big, get out, do the same thing all over again and over and over. Yeah. And it was never him, at least, making the effort to be there. Now, me over time, I've heard. Yeah. That you know, he wanted me and he made the effort to be there when I was first born, but he was just in jail. So he told me nobody was able to take me during that time. But when he did get out of jail, he did want me, but obviously he wasn't in the mental state or in the position to raise a child. What was it like growing up? It was hard. It was hard, but you never know you're struggling because you're a child. Nice. <laughs> like you never do. 
and you not knowing that you're struggling with your child, you not knowing that when you're out with your friends and there's people getting killed in front of you or you're sitting down doing robberies and doing home invasions or doing big gang fights or, you know, just having to survive on a daily basis, you don't really notice that. Yes. But you never tough. You just think that's how life is. And obviously life is tough for everybody, literally everyone. But some is tougher than others, which I'm not blaming anybody else's story or making mine bigger than anybody else's. But it's like going through all these different scenarios or sitting down having roaches in the crib or sitting down having nothing to eat or sitting down having to use the same bath water or sitting down just basically on that survival level. Like, you know what it's like to like sit down and, you know, eight, nine of your friends, you all have no food, no money, no anything, but you got to sit down and split the same honey bun or same sunflower seeds, or same sandwich. Like, no matter what, it, we all eat, no matter that's what it was, we was all surviving. Like, and it built something in us, it built character, it built courage inside of us. It built, it built, like, there's no such thing as fear inside of each and every single one of us because that's what we got taught out there. There's no such thing as feelings. You can't have feelings. If you have feelings, probably get killed or get put inside of a situation that you shouldn't have been in just because you're scared or you won't take action to do this but you have to do that in order to save your life wow and that's just how it is on a daily basis survival after survival after survival yeah. the second you leave your house your life can get taken or anybody else's life where you are with can get taken you can go to the grocery store your life can get taken if you go look at the grocery stores where i'm from there's police security guards with dogs standing at the door in front of banks grocery stores um corner stores um just any major place that you go to the mall you have to be a certain age just to enter the mall you have to be 18 and up if you are not 18 and up you have to have a parent with you you know why because there's so much violence that goes on just within the public malls there's just there's just survival on a daily basis how were you able to pull through though without your dad or your mom how did you pull through i had to realize one thing i had to realize that just because they didn't raise me doesn't mean they didn't teach me any of the lessons that I need to learn within life. Just because they didn't raise me, they taught me how to survive. They taught me to have courage. They taught me to have no fear. They taught me how to get it out the mud. They taught me to keep having heart. They told me to keep having faith. They told me no matter what you go through, continue to keep moving forward. Even though they didn't raise me, they taught me those things just because they weren't there. And I had to thank them every single part of that because say they did raise me, I probably would not be the man that I am today. I would definitely be a product of my environment. And me knowing I got adopted, I was like, all right, well, this can't be it. You know what I mean? Like I had the opportunity to move to Boston, Massachusetts when I was in seventh grade. And I'm coming out here, I've never seen a nice area like this a day in my life. I've never been around so many nice people that want to sit down and help or want to progress you and just want to be friends with you. Or I've never even met people that just you walk past on the street. People just say hi. Like, I, I've never seen such a thing. And I'm sitting over here wondering, I'm connected with all these millionaires. I own my own app when I was at the age of 19 years old. I worked for a financial company. I noticed that me being out here, I got placed here for a better reason. And I have tons of nieces and nephews. I have over 20 nieces and nephews. I knew that if all my other brothers and sisters messed up or didn't achieve their dreams the day they wanted to, well, I had to start with me. It literally does because I have to be the example for them in order to know that, hey, if you don't want to go to college, if you don't want to go to high school, or you want to do these things, but you, you still can be somebody in this world, just never give up. I knew if I helped them, I knew if I helped the rest of the world and anybody I came in contact with on a daily basis, oh, I was going to help them. A lot of kids out there, basically adults today, you know, they blame their parents for 
not been there. You know, they never forgave. They never let go. What is one way you think people like that can actually overcome that hatred of not having that father role or mother role in their life? You overcome it by talking it out. Everybody keeps all that pent up anger, a pent up sadness, so scared to show emotion, so scared to feel exactly how their feelings make them feel. If you allow it to actually get to you and you feel it and you cope with it, you can get past it. You can move forward with it. It's going to relieve this big weight off of your shoulder more than you can even imagine. And once you sit down and you realize that, because you would never know until you try, and that comes with man and female, everybody has to do it. It's all part of your mental health. You don't sit down and cope with it, fix it, talk about it. How do you expect to get it fixed? If you can't fix it within your own head, how 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 else are you gonna fix it? If you don't want to pick up that book, if you don't want to go read that um um read that article or sit down and talk to somebody and learn something, if you don't learn, how are you gonna grow? You have to keep learning, you have to keep moving forward, you have to keep going up the ladder. No matter how bad it keeps knocking you down. You have to keep going up because that's the only way is up. What was the motivation you had that turned you to the opposite of all your mom and dad are? It was seeing how their life played out. <laughs> it was seeing the mistakes they made. It was me personally seeing how I had their characteristics and I didn't even grow up with them. Yeah. And I used to be exactly like them. And I learned knowledge at a very young age. I learned a lot of wisdom. I think around seventh grade, eighth grade. And I started to figure out a lot about the world and a lot about how everything worked and a lot of different things. And next thing you know, I started changing people's lives with opening people's minds up and opening people's minds and opening people's minds. And people just kept telling me that you really helped me through this. Like, I would have never looked at it this way. You helped my you helped my situation with my mom. You helped my situation with this person. This person. I just kept changing people's lives, and I'm like, it's crazy. I don't, I didn't even know I was doing this. I was just trying to help, you know. I was trying to give you guys advice, the correct advice that nobody else would tell you. Yeah. Because that's one thing about me is, I know some things might not come off the correct way. Not everybody learns the same, but I know you're gonna take it the right way when it's much needed. And nobody else is gonna tell you exactly what you need to hear. They're gonna tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. We're gonna tell you what you need to it's going to better yourself. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm here to sit down and take you to the top and to be your best person that you could be. And once I realized I did that within those people, I said, imagine what I can do for the world. Yeah. So the next thing you know, I hopped on it. I wrote a book, wrote my first book. I started the book about my life. I was like, let's get this started. Next thing you know, I just kept moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. And I was just like, I really need to speak to people. I really need to get intact with people to sit down and be like, all right, this is who I am. If I can do this, then you guys can do this. Because I don't know if you're familiar with a speaker named Inky Johnson or Eric Thomas or, um, you know, Steve Harvey. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with those people, but I used to always skip school when it came to high school. Never wanted to go to class. And that had to do with actually my sister passed and I had a big part to do with it at the age of 15. And next thing you know, I started watching them while I was skipping class and they came from very, very similar um, situations just like I did. Going up in dangerous places, making something out of themselves, coming from big families, um, being homeless, and having all these different things. And I was just like, well, if they can do it, and they're speaking life into me, I've already spoke life to other people without telling them my story. Imagine what I can do. So I took four and I shot for it, and knew I had to take action on it. And there were so many people that told me I couldn't do it, but listen, 
look what I'm doing right now. You can do anything that you want to do. So situation right. matching, I call it situation matching. Matching situation because you share your story and I share my story and I make your story look like you haven't been through nothing. How would you advise people that does that? Everybody sees things differently. It's all about perspective. We're all different. We all have different gifts. We all have different stories. We all have different paths. So therefore, nobody can ever compare their story to yours. Me personally, I would skip over it. That's their ego talking. If you personally think that your story is tougher, you feel like you have to be better than me. That's something that you have to handle within yourself. That's not me. I know what I've been through. I know what I've done. I know the scenarios I've been put inside of life and I know how to get out of it. If you truly think that, then so be it. I'm going to let you think your thought because no matter what, if it doesn't help you, it's going to help the next person. If one person don't feel it, somebody going to feel it. I say that all the time. I can sit down and keep preaching my story to the world, to the world. Some people are going to be like, all right, that's nothing, that's nothing. You're right, 100%. A lot of people might, but a lot of people might need it. And it might make people do the same exact thing that it did for me. Step out of their shell, get uncomfortable, and want to attack your dream. Based on your situation, most people retaliate on their parents. My dad never gave me none. My mom never gave me nothing when I needed it. So I'm giving her nothing. What's your advice for people that retaliate? Don't retaliate because it's just a test of life. That's how I look at it. It's a learning situation within everything that you do. If you retaliate, you're unlearning. It's testing you. You're supposed to sit down and be like, all right, well, if this scenario pop back up, or I'm supposed to sit down and hate this person, or I'm supposed to go do this. Yeah. Well, what's only going to make you go backwards? Not anybody else, only you. So if you really want to keep going backwards, going backwards, going backwards, go retaliate. Go do it. Then just don't complain about your dreams or don't complain about how you're going in a loop or a circle. Keep moving forward. Be the bigger man. It's it's all an ego game. If you want to really feed your ego, go ahead. But you won't succeed. You won't get very far. You're not going to get the things that you want or see yourself as being. Yeah. There's no point to retaliate. You're supposed to sit down and be the bigger person and grow from the situation. Learn it. If it keeps happening, still learn. Keep trying to figure out, all right, well, what is this teaching me? If I already taught you something, I learned one thing about life. It might be one more learning experience within that lesson. It might just be more than one lesson. That's it. Yeah. You use the word. Yeah. You use the word ego a lot. And I want to build on that. How does our ego bring us down? Our ego brings us down because we see ourselves we see ourselves as somebody and other peer other people see ourselves as somebody yeah. and you can say you know all right well i'm the best basketball player on the team you know i can sit here and be like no i'm the best basketball player on the team i'm the best but we we have a great winning record with 16 and 0 why why do i have to sit down and keep comparing my ego with you when we have a 16 and 0 record it doesn't matter who drops what point this is a team game. We're all still winning as a team. This is not just a one-man thing. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're all the same. There's no point to see, keep feeding your ego, keep feeding your ego. It's the difference between confidence and ego. It's a huge difference. Confidence is, all right, well, me being confident, I'm going to, you know, I believe in myself. Nobody's going to tell me different. I'm going to keep believing myself. Even if you said that I couldn't do this, I'm confident. I'm very, very confident. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this done. I'm going to get this accomplished. Now, your ego is, all right, well, I, I know I got, got to get this done. I know I have to get this done. But but next thing you know, it's like, all right. It's like, my bad. Let me let me let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. 
the ego part the ego part is sitting down and like i'm saying being in competition with everybody that you come in contact with yeah that's what that part is and i just feel like there's no need for it there's no need for it to sitting down and keep having that ego the ego is pointless it holds you back as a human being that's what it does yeah and once it keeps holding you back, holding you back, holding you back, you're just going to keep going in loops. Nobody wants to go in loops. Yeah. Everybody wants to keep moving forward. So I just advise everybody to grow. Never let your ego hold you down because it holds everybody back. Yeah. Now, I always hear people say this. I always hear older people say, if I knew the knowledge that I knew now, imagine where I'd be. Yeah. Well, if you didn't let your ego hold you back from those people trying to teach you these lessons within life, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Let's look at the limit. We put, they say the sky is the limit. This guy is the limit. That is one phrase I heard a lot growing up. This guy is the limit. But people move past the sky. Let's look at success. How would you define success? Everybody has their own success. Everybody does. Like, I would describe success as your own personal peace. Whatever brings you peace, that's what success, whatever makes you happy, that's what your success is. Your success could be, like you said earlier, you know, you want to have a family, you, you wanted to really settle down. That that right there could be your piece. That right there is your success or my success or the next person's success would be like, I want $18 million. That's what's successful to me. Yeah. It's all about what makes you happy, what brings you peace. Because everybody has their own success. Everybody has their own dreams. Your success is your dreams. That's what people tell you to forget. You have to have fun within this process, too, of success. Because if you don't, how do you expect to love your outcome? Love your downfalls. Love everything that you do during your process. Because it's only going to make you better for your success. And your success is your peace. It's your true happiness. Yeah. Speaking about success and successful, tell me a little bit about your achievement. Looking from where you are right now and where you are coming from. Tell me a little bit about some of the accomplishment you've achieved so far this i've been doing this i ain't a lot of you i've been doing this publicly for nine months publicly for nine months i've been in five magazines i've been in medium magazine i've been in disrupt magazine medium magazine the hype magazine and i just did my recent one for eclair magazine i'm actually in stores in new york and in paris so that's actually very very exciting for me i've I've done tons of radio appearances, tons of um, TV shows. I have actually have a TV appearance. I'll let you know in like 30 minutes after this um, show to get speak all over Africa, all over the United Kingdom and all over India. I'm supposed to have over like, I don't even know, hundreds of thousands of people watching me. And everything is just slowly, slowly coming into play. And me watching it happen, it's just lovely because it's everything that I ever dreamed about me sitting down helping people's lives just as much as I wanted to while telling my story and making the change exactly what somebody else did to me. I've also had the chance to sit down and be interviewed by Janine Hunt, who was a Hollywood um, star, and to be on her talk show, it was amazing. And just connecting with all these like-minded people, talking to tons of celebrities and helping, even helping celebrities, like sitting down and helping these individuals, knowing that they need help, even though they're at the their state, they are already, they're accomplishing their dreams and everything else that they've been doing for years on years. Just me making that change on a daily basis, knowing I'm actually doing it. Yes. Oh, it's lovely. How were you able to look your dad, your mom in the eyes and talk with him? How were you able to do that? I'm able to do it by forgiving him. I learned one thing. Everybody does things for survival. 
she did what she thought was best for herself. She might have thought about us too, but she probably knew her head and she couldn't raise us. Yeah. My dad, on the other hand, you're a man. You get stuck inside the streets. It's very, very hard. Me knowing that, it's like, all right, you have to go do these things and think you have to do these things in order to prove yourself. You have anger issues. You did what you thought was best at those very moments and those little mess ups within life with did, with, with made you be inside the situations that you are now. Yeah. So I can do nothing but understand that they were somebody who didn't prepare for kids. Yeah. They were people who didn't take the initiative of raising it and didn't think about it. I just had to cope with every single part of that and know that they're just also a human because our parents were once kids. And me knowing that, me knowing that everybody learns differently and putting myself inside of their shoes and what if I had nine kids and if I was a crackhead or if my dad was running, if I was on the streets trying to do this while trying to raise a child, it's definitely going to be tough. 100%. I just had to walk inside of their shoes in order to cope with it. Yeah. yeah and I like that. Like, but you never walk in this show. They are walking right now. You're not planning on having nine kids, do you? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm going to double that, 18. I'm going to have 18. My dad did nine. I'm doing 18. Right. <laughs> but you speak with them more regularly. What was one advice you give to them individually? Individually, never, never, give up. Up. never sit down and dwell on your mistakes because your mistakes, like I'm saying, they're lessons. Even though you might not have been the person that you wanted to become, it made you or is trying to make you the person that you need to become. So that's probably my biggest thing is to never stop moving forward, never stop disciplining yourself and just always stay. But I mean, like discipline, like literally stay disciplined, like think about all the mess ups that you had and why you don't want to go back and why you should. All right. Keep moving forward because you've done this. I just encourage them to never, ever dwell on it, but kind of remember it so you can keep moving forward. So it doesn't keep placing you inside of the same place. How do you think? And them regardless, because no matter what that you've done, and that's both sets of my parents. I can't even say just my real parents. That's both sets. People that adopted me and the people who did not raise me. Like, I love them both literally equally. Like, and there's nothing I can take that away. Wow. 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 So how do you think they take that? Do they take that advice like something they're working on and they're still living on the same who they are from many years ago? They're still living on kind of like the same past from years ago, but... I know what it's one thing I notice about me when I speak. It's the passion that I speak with and when it needs to pop up in their mind at certain moments, yeah. that that seed that I just planted inside of their head, my voice is gonna be in the back of their head so they're gonna remember it. The spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality. How do you see the role of the media today and how it's shaping society? I think it's very placed inside of the wrong direction. I think, but it all depends on what you allow yourself to obtain and listen to. Because like people say, sit down and say, you know, social media is toxic. It's all about what you follow. It's all about what you allow yourself to watch. TV, yeah, you have a TV, doesn't mean you have to turn it on. Doesn't mean you have to use it. You allow yourself to be programmed that way. You allow yourself to soak up that information and retain that information. You don't have to. You can sit down and pick up a book. You can sit down and go watch Motivation Speaking. You can sit down and go learn, watch TED Talks. Yeah. You can sit down and go listen to podcasts, listen to all these different type of people who show you advice on how to 
go financially get a house the correct way fix your credit or you know just fix you up make you a better person instead of sitting down and wondering all right well what is cardi b nails looking like today all right what is offset doing what's what's going on between there's no need it's doing nothing but distracting you you're allowing yourself to be distracted like me personally i don't watch tv i'd rather watch motivational speeches read books or sit down and talk to like-minded people who are gonna keep helping me grow keep helping me elevate only only way i want to go is up i don't want to decline i don't like small talk i want to learn i want to teach and that's what's wrong with everybody they don't want to learn they don't want to nobody wants to learn they just want to know nonsense and the media is just putting out nonsense, nonsense on nonsense. But then the media is also putting out information that you also need too. But the thing is about the media is mixed with the truth and the lies. Yeah, like so you have to know the difference. And yeah. then you have to sit down and you have to go look at your real history. And not the history that they only teach you inside of school. And then you have to go put the pieces together within your head to figure out why the media is doing what they're doing. Yeah. Then once you figure out why the media is doing what they're doing, a lot of everything will start to be clear. But today in the media, most of the things that I, that I see today... Be, are basic things that you don't want to agree with. One of the mm-hmm. most relevant one right now is holidays and Christmas. You know, I grew up celebrating Christmas. Do you think the media is going to make Christmas to be just like a national holiday? Like, you don't need to say Merry Christmas anymore. You just say Happy Holiday. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is okay? Me personally, uh I'm not too big on those. Me, I'm not too big on like the big, like the big, the big disbeliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not too big on that and making that a holiday. Yeah. Like we're sitting down saying, you know, Santa Claus comes out of chimney. Me personally, it's setting our kids up for failure. Me personally, that 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 that's just what I think, because we're sitting down saying somebody who's make believe comes down the chimney and delivers presents when. We sit down and we work hard, you know, to provide for our kids and go get it. Like, and then it turns out we have to sit down and tell our kids, hey, Santa Claus is real. I'm him. You know what that does to your kid? It breaks their trust. It, it breaks something within them. And you had to do that. That kid believed that you were telling the exact truth. Me personally, I hate that within the media. I hate that if it does, you know, get like keep getting bigger and bigger. Oh, no, it's I think it's a problem. To be so, honest, so, so, so you think Christmas should be Happy Holidays, not Merry Christmas? Yeah, it be Happy Holidays. I don't, me personally, I don't even think it should be Merry Christmas. I really don't. I just really think it should be Happy Holidays because if it's just Happy Holidays, all right, it's just another holiday. But yeah, I just yeah, I'd rather have Happy Holidays. So how about how about Happy Father's Day? Just because somebody don't have a dad, so therefore that is offensive for you to be saying that. Personally, that's that that right there. It has to do with them personally. You, if you haven't coped with it, if you get upset that somebody said that to you, how do you expect that next person to know? They don't know you. You know what I mean? So I could walk up to some guy, hold open the door for him at the, up the street and say, hey, happy Father's Day, guy. I don't know if he's a father. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could just say it just to be nice. Yeah. So you just never know what somebody else's intention of it. But I don't really think anybody would be upset about that because you have to cope with that mentally yourself. Yeah. You have to be okay with anything that happened within your life. How would you describe some of the challenges you've been through growing up without your dad and your mom? The challenges, I would describe them as, as they, they were very, very tough. When I mean very, very tough, they were very, very tough because I didn't have somebody I could depend on. I didn't have somebody I could run to. And the person I thought I was running to the whole time wasn't it. I found out I was adopted when I was seven seven years old. Yeah. And my so that kind of threw everything off. And me not having them, I thought I was running to them the whole entire time. So... 
I would felt lost, just like you felt. I felt abandoned. I put that in my book. I really, I felt abandoned because now I'm questioning why. But what I did in order to get through it was I just, I never gave up. You know, I just, I, that's just the only thing. Like that's literally the only thing that just really kept me going and helped me go with it, which is never give up. Never like, give up. Couldn't. Yeah. Like that, that literally was the main entire thing. Like that whole giving up process. I didn't believe in it. Like, and they, that's, that's one thing how I cope with it. And then how, how another, like all the, like all the little things that they taught me, just them not being there. Yeah. It just, it was hard, but I loved it. Yeah. Because once I learned it was part of the process, I was like, wow, they didn't have to be here in order just for me to do this. It was like, I'm not saying parents are overrated or anything, yeah. but it was like, I really don't need you. And I was fine with that. And that's what really helped me. I was really perfectly fine with not having parents. Yeah. Like, and it just helped me move so much clearer. I was just fine with it. You know, so many people use their past to shape their future, which is okay. But shaping future with your negative past to shape up a negative future, that's the problem. And that is exactly one of the things we are dealing with today because so many people use their past experiences to shape others, you know. And that is where the influence with society, media, and communities comes in. You know, just because you come up from a background, so therefore everyone around you should embrace that ideology and be like you, you know. What is one advice you're going to give to people like that? Let's say because I didn't go to school. So therefore, my kids, you don't have to go to school. Just because I didn't go to university, you don't have to go to university. My mom and dad never sent me to university, so you are not going to the university. My mom and dad never got married. My mom used to beat my dad, or my dad used to beat my mom. My mom ended up in, you know, people use their past, which is okay. They use their past to shape the future negatively. What advice are you going to give to people like that? You have to learn how to switch it positively. You can't keep sitting down thinking of negative and negative and negative and you want positive. How are you going to sit down and keep dwelling on the negative and expecting positive? It doesn't work that way. People All right, don't care. Think about like, Many people think about don't care. Like, when I mean, like, switch the whole entire, like, negative to positive, like, within those moments, you, you, you sitting down dwelling and dwelling and, and dwelling, sitting down saying, all right, well, my mother did this, they did this, so therefore my kids don't have to do that. You're, you're, you're setting your kids up for failure, I look at it as, yeah. because you're, you're telling them something that you had to do or you didn't do. Was that best for you? Like, or like literally ask, the, ask yourself that question. If it wasn't best for you, how can it be best for your child? It makes zero sense. Yeah. If you want your child to be better, don't put your kid inside of the same scenarios that you were placed in. Because how do you expect them to get up if you didn't get up? It yeah. won't work. It can't work. And if you're not going to sit down and teach your kid how to get up from those situations, yeah. then, oh, no. Yeah. Yes, you're definitely, you're definitely not doing the right thing 100%. And what I advise you is to sit down and keep teaching your kids different things than what you learned so they can keep going in a positive state and keep moving forward. And then next thing you know, because they will come back and help you out during those states once you teach them the correct thing. And they'll learn to stop 
or not not to dwell on everything and do the exact same things that you did and sitting down oh well my mother did this my, well if you teach them and tell them hey I only do this because of this and you explain them why you do the things you do it's going to very very much help that child yeah you know today being Father's Day so happy Father's Day to all the dads and even mothers that plays the role of dad today what one advice you're going to give to a lot of dads out there be there for your kid when I mean be there for your kid like try to be there for every single moment for your kid and I mean this for every father within the world I don't care if you didn't plan on to raise that child or if you messed up had to slip up with that child if anything whatever scenario happens that is your child you knew the consequences raise that child that child needs you if you do not raise that child they might not turn out like me they might not turn out like him they might not turn out like the rest of the great people inside the world it can mess them up very much mentally more than it ever did you and that being said just take initiative take action just don't be do not let your fears of all right what if i'm a bad dad do not let your fears overcome of you not taking action go try go take the effort because if you don't try you would never know you know so many moms today so many women plays the role of dad and i see that as exceptional what's the best advice you're going to give to women like that to moms like that i'm sorry single moms the best advice i can give to them is to never let tell nobody you can't do nothing and i mean that because men and women would not be anything without a mother none of us would we need y'all more than we need dads we run to you guys more than we run to our dads we look for the affection from you that's gonna help us in the real world to be genuine and have an open heart with everybody we come in contact with instead of wanting to be a hard body and be tough no we need that we need our moms to keep sitting down and staying strong because you're the strongest person on this earth literally nobody's stronger than a woman i don't care what a man says we wouldn't be here without them so therefore we have to women have to stay strong and never get knocked down and never let anybody else tell you you can't do it because i promise you you can do it you can do everything that there is you can get birth you can you have the power to bring life into this world you can do anything sweetheart and i promise you that wow listen Anthony White, i want to say thank you for coming on today you know i could listen to you like for the entire for the entire day do you have a book a podcast anywhere else where we can listen to some of your motivational speeches yes um i have my book it's called one second seven days you can find it on lulu.com that is l-u-l-u.com it's called one second seven days you can also have a podcast it's called fighting for attention we talk about the real history that does not get talked about and will never get talked about within the real world that everybody needs to know because it's a lot of things in today's world that are happening and we sit on the question why is it happening nobody knows why and the first things first go learn the correct history instead of the history that they're teaching you inside of school go pick up a book please i advise everybody yeah you can find me on instagram as well at leading underscore guru l-e-a-d-i-n-g underscore g-u-r-u i post daily you can find my videos on there same thing my youtube my youtube is also one second seven days wow i want to thank you anthony white it's been a pleasure talking to you i'll be following you on your youtube channel do you go live on youtube every now and then you know i don't i know i need to start doing that all right 
So that would definitely be something I will be in touch with definitely very, very soon. So, but we can listen to most of your, most of your content on YouTube. Yes, YouTube and my Instagram as well. And yeah, just those two platforms at the moment. You guys, I also have a LinkedIn too. If anybody has LinkedIn, yeah. find me as Anthony White, motivational speaker on LinkedIn. And yes. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's a pleasure talking to you. In the meantime, thank you and stay blessed. Of course. Thank you as well. And happy Father's Day to your dad. Both of them. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to them all. And happy Father's Day to my dad out there, Mr. Mike Balmy. Happy Father's Day to you. Bye for now. The Spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality.